0: What's up, 26ers? Welcome to another episode of the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delicia, and this episode features Jay Will. Jay Will wears many hats. He is a podcast host, venue owner, branding aficionado, and founder of the wildly popular website and social media account, Church of Laugh. During our conversation, J. Will recounts growing up as a pastor's kid and starting his career as a marketing designer at Vibe, then eventually transitioning into entrepreneurship. Now, J. Will started with live sketch comedy shows, and when they didn't do as well as he expected, he seized the opportunity to leverage the popularity of memes on the Internet. J. Will has since grown Church of Laugh exponentially and diversified into a lot of different areas, and we talk about how he did it exactly. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy Jay will welcome to the December 26th podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Your energy is just like really chill. And knowing what you're here to talk about in your brand, <laughs> I find that hysterical because it's not what I would really expect. Um, but we're going to get into all
1: that. I'm super chill.
0: You are, I can tell. Mm-hmm. But to get started, tell us, whos Jay is Jay
1: J-Will will is here to change the mediocre things in society.
0: Change the mediocre things in society. Yeah. That That's a tall order. All right. So so we're going to get into that. Let's start with when did you decide that that is your mission
1: in life? Um, It started in church. Um, I was I would attend church and. I would see so much um, being done, um, not to its greatest capacity, um, to the level where I felt like it should be. Um, It started with graphics, actually. So I started doing um, flyers and logos and um, marketing material for churches. Um, I was always into art. I used to draw. And then I found out about graphic design and you didn't have to use a pencil anymore. So I went to computers and I went to a few schools and I just wanted to change that. Like people would be taking pictures on their cell phone. And at that time probably was like a, a sprint flip phone or something like that. And they would want you to use that for a flyer. Um, They would, take bad video quality and would want you to make it look like something industry standard. And it just was impossible to do that. So I always felt like um, that was my mission, especially at that point. So I got into photography, I got into videography and I got into design to change at least the mediocre graphics that was being put out.
0: So I'm like cracking up because growing up in church as well, right? That drives me crazy when the production value is not there. And not just like the flip phone photo, but also like the poses. The with poses. The, you know, the, with the, the hands together. It's right just
1: every every time now I do a photo shoot, they'll say, I don't want to do that, the hands photos and stuff like that. I actually made them do it just for fun. But um yeah, they hate it. And yeah, I just I I hated it. So I'm I'm driven by um, things that I dislike.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if I don't like something, I don't want to complain about it. I want to help change it.
0: That's a good outlook to have. So tell me more about your upbringing in church. You grew up in New York, correct? In Brooklyn? Yeah,
1: Brooklyn for sure. What
0: denomination were you in?
1: Um, Pentecostal.
0: Oh, so you were churching for real?
1: Yeah, yeah, for real. For
0: real. It wasn't that you know, in it, in at eight, out at ten situation. Yeah, no,
1: no shot, um, no shades <laughs> of Catholic or. Um, the modern church now, but we were in there and my, uh, my parents are actually... Pastors. So you were really in there. Yeah, yeah. I was in there since birth. Like, and I was there maybe like four times a week. Of course
0: you were. So were you one of those PKs where like you had to do everything? You had to be involved. Like, did you have to pick up an instrument and do all that stuff?
1: Okay, so I do play drums. I Um, I knew,
0: I knew, (laughs) I knew it had to be the drums and the keys.
1: um, Yeah, but I think I don't think they forced me to. Mm -hmm. I think um, they tell me like when I was uh, younger, like three. I would take hangers and I would beat them on pots and pans. So, um, yeah, it was just in me to, I guess, play drums. So I've been playing ever since. I still play at my church now. Um, the church I attend is the same church. It's just my brother actually took over. Okay. So my brother became a pastor. Um, it's called Purpose Life Church. Um, and it's a lot different than how my father um, started it. <laughs> but <laughs> for the good, you know, um, my father got old. Mhm. And you know, vision, he always, you know, you need new vision. So, it was time for him to retire and my brother took over. I'm not going to take over. Um, after my brother. That's not your annoying No, nah, that's not my calling <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah. So, I started my my brother started playing keys too. He was playing keys at the church. Um, yeah.
0: OK, so you are making these flyers, you know, doing this stuff, trying mm-hmm. to help the church bring its production value up. And did you decide, OK, I, I, I like this so much. Or I'm so passionate about it. This is what I'm going to go to school for.
1: Yeah, because um, I, I once I found out about like graphics and you didn't have to draw, even though I enjoy drawing, the fact that I can do it quicker or in a, a new way was interesting to me. So I went to um graphic arts uh, high school. And and then I went to City Tech um, University and I got a bachelor's from there um, in communication design. I then interned. I was interning. I was going to school crazy. I interned like the last year for two companies, Mm -hmm. Vibe Magazine and um, what's the other company? Um I can't remember but it's a it's like a digital it was a digital ag- agency I was a terrible intern terrible really why is that because I had seven classes as well got it okay. so my last semester I had seven classes two internships
0: is this vibe lifestyle network yes okay see we do our research
1: um <laughs> So I was there at Vibe for. I mean, before that, they actually hired me, even with Wait, me being. Wait, so you were a terrible intern because you
0: have two internships in a full class, mm-hmm. and they still hired you?
1: Yep. So and and this I, was
0: 2010, 2011.
1: I can't even. I can't even remember.
0: Maybe. I'm shocked by this because pre-recession, I'd be like, all right, that makes sense because they were passing out jobs like candy. But they hired you after you were a terrible intern.
1: Yeah. So I was terrible in attendance, but my work was good. <laughs>
0: So you were bringing that laid back personality to work as well, the, the how you
1: approached your work. Yeah. Okay. So, but it was good. So well, they hired me. Um, Vibe hired me and I was there maybe like once a week for like three hours, three, four hours. It was crazy.
0: Are you serious? I was.
1: Yeah, I, I would go on Fridays. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So anyways. Wait, one,
0: as you, when you uh-huh. were an intern, you were going once a week or once they yeah, hired intern. you?
1: Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. That's and then wild. they hired me over the summer. So I started there in September. Again, I can't, I haven't been to work in a long time. Um. So but I was there for like a year and a half, two years. OK. Um, and through that, I was able to work for like bigger brands like Coke, Pepsi, um, a bunch of artists, um, also Uptown Magazine and Black Book Magazine. So, yeah, I've been working for magazine companies for for about two years and I left.
0: You left. Well, yeah. I want I want to talk about when you left and why and what mm-hmm. you did from there. But before we get there, tell the folks who don't know, what is communication design?
1: OK, communication design is anything that you see um, that has a picture on it, um, has text on it. Um, if you're walking in the city and you see a billboard, um, that's communication design. If you even down to commercials is communication design. It's, it's very broad. Um, the way they design a brochure. The way they design your Starbucks um, menu, anything like that is communication design. So it's just how how they communicate the message to you. Okay. Um, so through words, through graphics and what have you.
0: So in in these roles that you had in your first um, gig after you. Got hired despite being a bad intern and attendance only. <laughs> um, were you the one conceptualizing these designs or just executing
1: them for Vibe? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit of both. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Okay, so, so I was
1: the marketing designer at Vibe. Okay, yeah. so your
0: marketing designer at vibe did some work for other magazines. Mm-hmm. And then what made you say? I need to change.
1: Because I was turning into a bad employee.
0: (laughs) So you went from a bad intern, got hired anyway, Mm -hmm. and then became a bad employee. In the attendance aspect again or missing deadlines? In what way?
1: Um, No, I just I didn't care about the work anymore. Okay. So for me, if I don't care about it, I don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm not. Um, bringing value to the company if I'm just coming just to do the job. OK. So it's just like, uh, that's why people hate their nine to fives because they're like, oh, another day, blah, blah, blah. I just have to do this to get money. That's not how I look at work. I want to enjoy the experience. So I was there and like, OK, so I also was, was late, you know. <laughs> I was late a lot of days. So I know karma is playing tricks on me, like as I build companies and people are late for me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. I can't be um, totally mad. But yeah. Um, You know
0: what the Bible says. You shall reap what you sow.
1: So, yeah, I mean, not not hours, two hours late. But, you know, again, I would get the work done. So not that they had to deal with it, but it wasn't so much of a problem because the work was excellent. Um. Yeah.
0: So you were churning out the work quality, but you figured out, okay, two, two and a half years in, this is not for me. This is not my life's work. This is not what I
1: want to do. So what did you want to do at that point? Um, So at that point, I I still knew that I had to um, live. And I started Church of Laugh during the vibe time, um, probably when I started um, vibe or like a little bit before. And then, so I was doing that. So I was making memes. Was I making memes at work? Potentially, possibly. I can't, I can't remember.
0: Don't confirm or deny. I can't
1: remember, <laughs> um, but um, I did get a part-time job. Also, I became the marketing des- designer for a church, Okay, um, Allen Cathedral in Queens, um, and I was there for about four years. Okay. I also left that because <laughs> after a while, I just I wasn't there anymore.
0: And you know, people. For a church of people who are not from this area who who don't know Allen Cathedral, that's like a church church. Mm -hmm. This is not play play, right? That's an enterprise, right? And people. A lot of folks would kill for those gigs right. because I a, my,
1: my own office. Exactly. Like, yeah, was, like you're doing it for good.
0: real. We're not talking about you just printing programs nah. on Saturday night for Sunday morning service. A like lot of work. a lot of work. So you did yeah. that for four years. You were still, you know, you so still that had was part time, part time, mm-hmm. you know, for at least a portion of that. You had your day job mm-hmm. and you conceptualized what is now Church of Laugh. Yes. Right. But it didn't start being called Church of Laugh. Is mm-hmm. that correct?
1: No. So what was it originally called? Maybe. uh, okay. What are we? 2019. So it was about it's about um, eight to 10 years ago. I so I always wanted to do comedy. I was always a clown. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Either in school, in church or um, before wigs became popular um, on social media. I actually (laughs) used to do um, skits with wigs and stuff like that. So people knew me for like um, just being a clown. So it was always in me just to make people happy, make people smile. Um, that's probably one of the greatest joys in my life. Um, even like if you're in my inner, inner circle, I'll send you just funny stuff where I'm always like cracking jokes. So um, I wanted to do a live show and I was heavily influenced by um, Saturday Night Live and Living Color, Mad TV. I love those shows and I wanted to. I guess, make a Christian version to that. And about eight to 10 years ago, it was called Positivi, which is a terrible name. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible name. Um, so I did I did two two live shows, one in Brooklyn and one in the Bronx. And it was cool. It, people came and I can't tell you what exactly happened that it didn't continue. But It just didn't.
0: So, you were doing like skits, like a variety mm-hmm, show type like a thing, thing show, for yeah. the Christian audience. Mm-hmm. Got the turnout, good feedback, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then you just decided, mm, this is
1: not it. I think, again, it was, I have a problem with probably doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess during that time, I also was in school um, and I'd never had a team, a solid team. So there were some people that were acting on that show, but they wouldn't continue with me. So it just made it that much harder. And I guess that that process of writing and directing the show just took so much out of me. I didn't really know how to move from it next. OK, so you
0: did the two shows, mm-hmm. decided or, you know, or maybe didn't even make a definitive decision, but like didn't pursue that. Mm-hmm. So how did Positive TV, Positive TV, that is, is a terrible name. And I usually don't like shade people on the show. But that is fine. a bad name. But anyway, Positive TV. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: How did that become Church of Laugh and how did you pivot?
1: OK, um, so, yeah, people might think Church of Life is new. It's not new. Mm -hmm. It's been or even the live show. It's always been what I wanted to do. Um, But I saw um, social media was at a point where it was, you know, it was new. Instagram, Facebook was always there, but Instagram and the meme accounts and people were building pages. And I guess everybody was um, becoming a comedian, at least a social media comedian. Um, But before um, there were just meme pages. So I was like, this is a great way to put a spin on it. I don't see any Christian um, or, you know, positive um, church influenced um, social media pages. So I was like, I'm going to start it. So I'm, The affiliation, I'm Church of God, right? Mm -hmm. So the name just kind of came out of that. So Church of Laugh um, came out of that, that name. And then, yeah, I just started making memes. And I did the follow first, you know, follow a bunch of people. And up to now, I'm still unfollowing people that I'm like, (laughs) I didn't know why I followed you. But yeah, that's how I started it. I was just following a lot of people. And people were seeing the memes and they were reposting it. And then just, it just kept blowing up like stars would repost the memes and like i've had so many of those moments like what like mm-hmm. and it's not just like a christian or a gospel uh community people like Ludacris people like angela simmons people like diddy like diddy follows me mm-hmm. it's crazy you know what i'm saying i don't know what to do with that yet <laughs> but you'll figure it out he follows me so it's, it's really cool to see like um where everybody wants to connect to the place they've been, whether it, it was church or a, an event, a concert, or some type of Christian experience, and they can relate to um, their upbringing of church, even if they're not there anymore. Um, so I love that. Like sometimes if I post maybe something about like an like what you the shoes you used to wear when you used to go to church. Mm-hmm. People remember like those little, you know, white shoes with the strap on the the ankle with the little um, with the with, ruffle socks. Yeah, the ruffles. Yes. yes. The ruffle socks. See, you know exactly what exactly, I'm talking about. Yes. So and you remember wearing that to church. Um, so it's. It's dope to connect to people um, From where they've been Or, you know, what they may be interested in
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we Everybody, you know, all my friends All of us who come from that church mm-hmm. culture And understand it We obviously <laughs> follow the memes and the videos mm-hmm. And all that that great stuff um, And now that we're in a day and age where there is a segment of the online, you know, mm-hmm. the Insta, Instagram star, the social mm-hmm. media celebrity, like the Kev on stages mm-hmm. and not Carlton Banks is mm-hmm. all those folks. Like we get it and we know that's an industry. Mm-hmm. But had you asked me, you know, eight years ago, you think you could monetize just being funny on the internet? I would have been like, what are you talking about? Right. So did you, did you have the foresight at the time to say, okay, I know I can actually make this into something legitimate mm-hmm. that's profitable for me? Or was it just like, I like doing this and I'm I'm going to create this community
1: um well when i started the live show yeah i definitely wanted to monetize it mm-hmm. at some point um i believe i charge for those shows too. i can't i can't remember maybe ten dollars um potentially um but no once i got on instagram social media yeah, i already knew like it was going to make money but That's... the reason why i built the network was for the live show okay so i built the community so that whatever i push out the live show web series a movie anything like that i I want to become a TV network more so. Understood. Um, so a digital or a digital network TV is kind of um, <laughs> expiring, but yeah, I want to be a digital network. So I wanted to build that community that when I did have the team, when I did have the actors, when I did have the content, I would at least have the audience for it. So I did it backwards.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you think has really changed? Because for years anybody affiliated with anything church Mm -hmm. or like christian it was seen as corny like so when you think about like the church scenes on martin right Mm -hmm. reverend leon Lonnie love Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that it's hilarious but there is a segment of the christian population who found that offensive Mm -hmm. like they're they're making us into buffoons or whatever now the difference i think with what you've done with church of lab is we find it hilarious because Mm -hmm. we relate So like in Christians, particularly people who grew up Pentecostal, like in those evangelical spaces, apostolic, Mm -hmm. even some Baptists, missionary Baptists, we resonate with just like the idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. of it and the personalities and the prototypes and all that other stuff. So how do you think that switch happened when it went from just the world laughing at us? because of our traditions so to now we, we're we having yeah, to laughing with us essentially
1: um, I guess like the cool Christians have been suffering mm-hmm. for years um, under this like oh you go to church you're corny um, and at some point maybe it was a change in clothes change of attire or the way we speak or just the fact that we're not there's a section of Christians that aren't so hey how you doing God bless like you know it's right. not that extra thing it's just like what's up? And then if we get into a faith talk, then we do. And Mm -hmm. if we don't, then it's cool. Um, It was just a realization of, I think we were stuck in a traditional zone um, where um, we were in church because of our parents. True. Um, Our parents forced us to. um, Now we're in church because we want to be there. Um, And I think that's more respected. And I think the switch for like the corny Christian is just, like I said, Even if you don't serve God or like respect respect God in that, oh, I need to go to church. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants the relationship with God. Everybody.
0: Yeah, and even if, they're not like hardcore about it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're talking about black, the whole black culture, celebs most mm-hmm. honor God or acknowledge right. God in some mm-hmm. way. So I think it's that. And also I think there is the way churches pro- like evolved. Mm-hmm. Like you, of course there are still those storefront churches that are of like, course. give me that old time religion. Mm-hmm. I don't wear pants. I don't wear makeup. We mm-hmm. don't do any of that worldly stuff. You know, the church, only the church mm-hmm. sounding music. There is that still that segment, for but sure. for the most part, churches evolved. Mm-hmm. And the production value has gone up, right. you know, for better or worse, because people, some people criticize that. Right. But pastors have become these figures mm-hmm. in their own right. And I, I noticed it probably, I would say, first with Carlton Pearson, mm. like when, you know, he started doing these big Azusa conferences mm-hmm. and it was massive. And then, you know, he came out and, and said some different things and the church sort of shunned him. But then with Jakes, mm-hmm. Jakes really took it to the next level in terms of producing movies and doing all these things and now I find it so intriguing when I look on social media and people that I know don't go to church didn't grow up in church but they're sharing Jake's messages
1: or John Gray's messages that's what everybody wants God
0: yeah. So it's it's becoming mainstream mm-hmm. in a way. And I think some Christians have a problem with that. They mm-hmm. think it's too diluted or watered down, um, which is leading me to my next question, which mm-hmm. I'm going to get to. But I think that helps. The fact that churches evolved and become more progressive in how they present the message, whether mm-hmm. you agree with it or not, um, it has softened, I think, the landing for us to move into the digital space mm-hmm. and diversify in the way that we do. Um, but that that leads me to, to the next point. Thing I want to get into. And that is, have you received backlash for the way that you've sort of portrayed Christianity in the church? Of
1: course. Every day. <laughs> the church mother's every day. not feeling every day. you. <laughs> I get messages every day. Um, I actually got a recent message. Um, this lady going ham saying, um, I posted a video of uh, a church and I guess the sound man played Bruno Mars by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. It's not... We understand that it was a mistake. I think everybody does. Even if somebody writes a comment and said, oh, you see the church nowadays, whatever. Like, if you want to take that comment and make it a big deal, then that's a personal issue. Um, but yeah, she was just like, oh, I'm going to sue you. I was in that video. So I usually don't respond. But I, I had time that day. I had, I had time to be petty. And I said, have your lawyers call us? Like, what are you talking about? Like, she... She went on a rant about the whole page and about everything based on the video that she was in now. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. So everybody wants to laugh at people. But if it has anything to do with them, it's not funny now. True. It's not funny. And so I get it all the time. Um, I think I'm I'm pretty careful with what I post. I don't post everything. Um, There are there's like a. I almost want to start an underground church laugh, like a, <laughs> a church laugh uncut. Like, <laughs> but I don't know how to start it. I don't know if it's going to be a WhatsApp group or some type of group message type thing. But there's so much stuff I don't post. So much. Um, some of the stuff I do post, um, your wig falls off and it was a deep moment and your wig fell off, though. Mm-hmm. It's funny.
0: Right. I mean, we, we're definitely chuckling on the other side of the screen. That's right. for sure.
1: And I think like I think people forget how how humor or what is comedy? In order to have comedy, someone or something has to um, get made fun of. Mm-hmm. Has to. There's no other way. Even if it's an imaginary character or imaginary situation or something made up, somebody's getting made fun of. That's the only way comedy exists. <laughs> if you if you can show me another way to make a joke without offending something or someone. Please let me know. I would love to find out. I would love to, because that's where I would start doing jokes. Um, but yeah, I get I get messages all the time. They the ones that prick me probably the worst is when they say I'm um, this is blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Cause like, all right now, cause now I feel like you're coming at my character, but then I'm, I have to separate, I've separated myself from the brand. I haven't used my face to brand Church of Laugh. So they're getting on the brand experience. Right. So I can't take that negatively. Mm -hmm. So I have to kind of pass over that. I have to get over those comments. But I mean, for the most part, I don't read comments now. Um, Early on, I used to. And... Now, if I'm reading comments, it's like I'll read it for those first few minutes, and then I'll I'll get off the account. Or yeah, you can't go down like, the rabbit hole, right? So, but I just need to I need to know if it's doing well. So that's why I'll read those first comments, and then from there I'll kind of leave. But if 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 it's something I made personally, I do get joy mm-hmm. seeing the comments and what people have to say and the LOLs and laughs. So it, it brings joy joy right back to me. Bringing joy to others brings joy right back to me.
0: So what was the process from deciding I'm not really feeling this career that I have right now? And I'm gonna do something else to like mm. becoming stable in that and doing your own thing. Was it immediate? Did you have some kind of gap in between when you left your jobs and figured mm. out Church for Laugh and your other enterprises that we're gonna talk about? about?
1: Um, I, I guess I've always been an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in high school, I was making flyers for companies and brands. Um, after college, I mean, after um, my last year in high school, I did my first website, four pages for $2,000 for a big company. It was like, ooh, ooh, and that was
0: four like, pages for two grand.
1: And that was like 10. Again, how old am I? Dang, that was 12. That was like 12 years ago. So me seeing that money was like, what? Right. I ain't never see that money. So I've had um, instances where I've been able to either get a good client through um, in my high school years, college years. Um, so I was always doing design freelance, always. Um, so I guess being an entrepreneur was always in me. But even before that, before the church Lab, I did want to create like a, I guess you would call it like a Christian Sony. hmm. Um. So it was called One Under God. It's crazy to These say that name. These- <laughs> <laughs> so O U G, right? Jeez. Um, Again, I wanted it to be big, and and that's probably my issue sometimes. Where I think of stuff full out um so there was a clothing line terrible name Uncompromised. Mm-hmm. There, there was that was the name um again nothing We're using these uh youth explosion names yo terrible <laughs> Youth it, there, conferences. no nothing was nothing was created um no no clothing was created um was trying to do music so i do do music production mm-hmm. um, but that's still like under the radar type thing um so we had like a rap group two two rappers and, yeah, we performed. We did a few live performances. Um, what else was going on? And then, yeah, I wanted to do the comedy stuff. And I wanted to do a magazine. I won't tell you that name because it might it might still happen.
0: Okay, got it. So keep that um, one close
1: to the But, vest. yeah, so I've always wanted to make change. Like, And that was in my teenage years. Again, I had a team or a lot of people that were interested, but nothing ever got done. And maybe because the vision was too big and we weren't focusing on one thing. And we were young. I wish... If I started something like that then, like now I'd be at a whole different place. But you know, time and things happen. Um, so for me to be an entrepreneur was just I was always trying to do stuff. Always.
0: Okay. So you're like, I'm done I'm done working for people. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna take all my gifts and talents and figure this thing out. Mm -hmm. Were you living on your own at that point? Nah. Okay.
1: Definitely living with my parents and like I said, I had got a part time job Mm too, you know. still buy J's and, you know, pay my phone bill and and different stuff like that. But yeah, I was living with my parents um, at the time and I wanted to take my freelance um, to another level. So even... So I was doing music videos, um, still doing photography and graphic design during that time, and um, so that was kind of like leveling off the other the other time when I wasn't at my part time.
0: And what were your parents saying?
1: So my parents are Caribbean, right? Oh boy, um, they're Jamaican. <laughs> um, so they don't understand entrepreneurship. Really, um. Funny thing is, my father being a pastor—that's that's, that's kinda, a
0: form of right. That's a form
1: of it, but but it's different because it's like, oh, you're a pastor, right? You're called to do this specific thing, right? They feel like you know, people feel like, oh, if you're called to be a pastor, that's like the highest level of calling, which is not necessarily true. Um, but yeah, they they were always working. My mom was a nurse. Um, my father didn't didn't take a salary from the church, so he had a job too. Um. My father's just education, education. Get your edu- you know, get your get your degrees and excel for the highest and stuff like that. Listen, I have not used my degree yet.
0: <laughs> but you have it.
1: I haven't. I haven't used it. At vibe, I didn't I didn't get it yet. Mm-hmm. They were hiring me before I had it. I haven't used it yet. Like literally haven't used it. <laughs> Um, and I'm not mad that I went to school for it. I feel like my school experience, I didn't take advantage of other things. Like never took a business class, never took fashion classes, like those never took writing classes. And those are the things I'm into now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I wish or sometimes like I think about going back to school. I actually was looking for a writing class this week. Um, so I may just take some like workshop, stuff like that to sharpen my skills. Um yeah. Did I answer your question? Yes, you yeah. did. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. My parents. Um, I mean, they they haven't believed until like maybe a, a few years ago.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure the switch happened at some point where they were like, my son, you know, like <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. So what happened where they were like, no, this is legit.
1: Just it's an ongoing process of, mm-hmm. oh, so you have a show in another state. Oh, you have, you know, I'm, coming to the show changed their life, too. They was like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. And my my parents are old. Like <laughs>
0: you're the baby of
1: your family, yeah. right? I was I actually wasn't um supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tied her tubes.
0: Wait. Back up. So your mom mm-hmm. tied her tubes. That you know, I'm as far as I know. Even as a woman, you know, you hear once you do that, mm-hmm. that it's but a
1: wrap. I, I guess it's also probably the time of tying tubes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they were doing it back then. Maybe it's a different it, way. They probably wasn't as you know great medically they are now in doing that process. But yeah.
0: So she had tied her tubes. They were done. How many older siblings do you have?
1: I have uh, three. Okay, so three older siblings. Four, actually.
0: Four, and then mm-hmm. here you come. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was a surprise to them.
1: Yeah, it was. So. <laughs> And she didn't tell me that until I was, like, 21.
0: <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like
1: what? You should
2: have told we, we me that We didn't plan before.
1: for you. Like, <laughs> but it was good because maybe I would have been cocky. Yeah, you might have
0: became a preacher the whole sermon about how you weren't even supposed to be here, but God.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, like, something, yeah, that's just something I, I add in conversations, like, mm-hmm. later on. But, yeah, so I know I'm supposed to be here. Absolutely. So that that also helps with, like, struggles or any any day I feel like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be here.
0: Right. So going back to Church of Laugh, to this present day, how much, what percentage of it is you just putting out other people's content Mm. uh, versus things that you've created or conceptualized yourself or with your team?
1: Um, So, yeah, for years, I was just doing everything. Um, There were, you know, a few jokes here and there that other people would create, but I was kind of creating most of the content, especially for like the first three to four years. Um, Now bloopers just happen in church every sunday mm-hmm. apparently and yeah i'm not creating as much memes and those kind of stuff now not to say that I, I don't even i'm i'm trying to think about the bigger the bigger plans the bigger um the bigger i guess concepts that i can work on so like the live show it makes money like it's what i I it was the purpose of building the network. I want to focus on that. I want to get a deal. I hear you. Um, So um, I want to travel. I want other people to experience that. So I'm I'm trying to figure that stuff out um, more than make a meme. Like if I need to make a meme, I'll make a meme. No problem. But I actually made like I made like this remix to uh, a Rance Allen song.
0: Shout out to Rance Allen. Shout
1: out to Rance. Um, Maybe like the beginning of this week. I had so much fun. It was like, oh yeah, this is the fun I used to have making memes. This is cool. Uh, doesn't mean I'm about to do it every day again but it was still like a good experience to like just actually take some time and create something to make people laugh um, online.
0: And Rance is legendary mm-hmm. for the people who don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: he's definitely, he's definitely <laughs> a legend. Rance is a legend. Check him out. Look him up. Rance Allen.
0: Yes. So for the people who are unfamiliar Mm -hmm. with Church of Laughs live shows, Mm -hmm. what do they consist of today?
1: So the live show is an updated in living color and it has it focuses on Christian and pop culture. Um, So, for instance, like one of the skits we do is like Mary and Joseph on the Maury show. See, you laugh automatically. (laughs) And so it's one of our probably most famous skits. We've been doing it for um, two years and going on three. So I I rebooted the show um, three years ago. Um, And then we do episodes. Um, It's still new. It's almost, people think it's a play. It's sort of like a play, but it's more like four or five plays. Um, We also do have recorded content. Um, So it's like watching SNL. Um, It's very much like it, uh, but just with our spend our content on it. It's definitely a good time. Um I'm proud I'm I'm really proud of the show. Um it's been a, a great journey so far. I'm just I'm just ready for the next.
0: Understood. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have any fear around legality of the things that you do? Like the legal aspect. You said that woman threatened to sue you. I mean I don't think there's much of a claim there. But no claim. you know have you ever had a moment where you're like uh ah, this could cause me some problems.
1: Um, I guess sometimes, especially with like social media, like Sony or who, whatever, whatever entertainment company will pick up like the, the, the song you're using in a post. And mm-hmm. sometimes I just choose not to bypass the, uh, oh, do you have rights to it? Um, I usually don't. I just mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I won't post it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm not I'm not too worried about the legal stuff um, for the live show. We do use some maybe old like we we have a dating show. So I'm trying to put out the live show now for, I guess, the public,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is a very interesting um, transition. Part of me wants to. Part of me doesn't. I'm just not really sure, but I'm going to try it. Um, so we do have some music in those um, skits. And I wonder, like, how that will play I guess in the legal departments.
0: So I'm, I'm excited about your long term vision of really building mm-hmm. a network and turning into this, turning this into something major. Um, I don't know if you remember a few years ago when the playmakers mm-hmm. started making waves online, and Tracy Edmond, you know, Babyface's ex wife, mm-hmm. she was building this YouTube channel, and like they had gotten a deal with her. And I remember watching that and being was like, it? Um, digital or just, I, I, I can't remember it, just did something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I remember watching that and being like, hmm like this
1: is this is new yeah, like you know I, I saw it and I was like that's yeah that's what I want to do but cool
0: yeah so I was mm-hmm. like okay like you know this there's a lane being carved out for clean mm-hmm. comedy that doesn't have to be corny that's speaking to right. a certain segment of the population that resonates with me mm-hmm. but then it kind of didn't go anywhere um or didn't, didn't didn't pop the way I thought it would why do you think it hasn't happened yet for this segment i mean we we like if i ask somebody who is mainstream that I know through work. Do you know who Not Carlton Banks is? Do you mm-hmm. know Miss Charlene? Mm-hmm. They're not going to have a clue, right? But we know. Mm-hmm. And the way I've seen these folks monetize is through church tours, I'm mm-hmm. um, and those types of shows. Why do you think the switch hasn't happened yet to build out the network that you're talking about?
1: They don't believe in us yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we we have to keep proving. Um, I've I've had a I guess a production uh, pilot deal. Um, so or production pitch deal rather. Um, yes, yeah, somebody hit us up. She never came to the live show. Um, and she was just like, I wanna pitch the show. Do I have clips? So I'm gathering clips and stuff like that. So I signed maybe like a nine-month pitch deal. Okay. It didn't go anywhere. Like she said, there was interest, but because it's niche, they're not, they're not sure if they want to spend the dollars on it Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it is. It's a niche market because you first you have more so black market and then you have black church. So it's even, it's more niche than I guess the, the black community. Um, I've had conversations with, you know, people at BET about it um, or about other types of shows. And I would just be not really waiting on them to get back to me, but yeah, I would not ne- I wouldn't hear back. And right now BT is actually making a lot of waves to I guess become cool again. Yes. Um, so their digital stuff is is cool. Like I like I like where they're going. I like that they're trying again and they're trying in a good way. Um, but we're niche. So it's like the I guess the maybe the word neck work the word network or T B N um could pick us up. I don't know if they're ready yet, you know. So it's we're between like to say BT may be the best bet, or or TBN, but TBN may be too traditional still or whatnot. But if I don't, I don't know the type of show. They don't. They have a lot of talk shows. They don't really have a lot of series. They don't really have a lot of uh, I guess like comedy type stuff. Um. So I'm not sure. What they want to do. But I would love to go to TBN and say, hey, let me let me change some things up for you. TBN.
0: I'm actually shocked to hear you say this. When I think of TBN, I don't really think of like progressive, you know, but content. I think of Tammy Faye Baker and her heavy eyeliner. And, you know, that's like the, issue, the ornate stage and
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> preaching, the basically. They're never going to get like the the young adult and youth market without some of this content. So if they do, they'll start. I don't even know what channel. <laughs> I don't know what channel it is, honestly. I have no clue. I have no, no clue. But um, yeah, it just it hit me today. I was like, not today. It hit me this month. Um, I was like, maybe I should hit them up. Just I'm in I'm in that zone now. Like, just like shoot my shot. Honestly.
0: And do you think that you need a network? Like considering uh, what digital has become, mm-hmm. do you think like or are you like if that happens, great, but if not, I'm just gonna be on my masterpiece. Right, and, that's like, fine. Build it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to just build the network, but it's just to me it's about finances. Right. Cause it's I mean, like we do the live shows, I pay everybody. So I've been paying them from the jump. So it's not like, oh, do me a favor, like or we're we gonna like I'm not I'm not selling exposure even <laughs> though I have it. Um that's not what I'm selling. Like everybody needs to eat. This is your gift. This is your talent. Let's come to work and let's produce some great stuff and um, let's change the world.
0: So when did you get to the point where you were like, I don't need to live with my parents anymore. I'm going to move out on my own. This is working mm-hmm. It's sustainable and I can support myself doing this.
1: Um. Well, f- funny enough, I didn't move out. My parents moved out.
0: So they, they let you stay in the house.
1: Yeah. So I take care of the house now. Gotcha. But not just like watch over
0: <laughs> I pay everything. You pay the bills, yes.
1: Yes. Yes, I pay the bills. Um, so they they had bought a house in Georgia and they were kind of it was just kind of sitting and then they fully made the the move, you know, after the retirement. Um, so that's where they are now. And yeah, I'm at I'm still at I'm still I'm still at my house.
0: Still at the house. We're, we're running. But yeah, running yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's very different. I'm not in the basement <laughs> trying to make a way. No, no. The basement is my office and whatnot. So
0: got it. So tell me a little bit about your other en- endeavors like Kingdom Native.
1: OK, so again, the clothing, mm-hmm. I wanted to do it as a teenager. The reason why was I saw Christian clothing lines and I thought it was whack. Oh, I was so like,
0: bad. So, so, so bad. bad.
1: I didn't want to wear anything so that they would produce. So, again, that's kind of how I build stuff out of I dislike of how it's going. And I feel like it should be better, especially especially when we're representing Christ, like everything should be at the the highest level. Um, so I started Kingdom Native um, four years ago and it's been an interesting journey. Um I don't know if I thought about the height of it. I just wanted to start. And um, through the years, I've had successes where it's been on TV, football players, wh- wear it, movie um, stars, actors, actresses, wear it. And I don't give it to them.
0: That's what I was about to say. Well, how are they finding you?
1: Social media.
0: The power of social
1: media. Social media. And, I mean, I ha- this is a little trick, but I use Church of Laugh to build my clothing brand. Oh, of course. Of course. It's mine, right? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I... I promote it through there. So they may have seen it through that. Or um remember when Instagram used to kind of like if some if a lot of people were liking something, they would show it more so. Mm-hmm. Now they don't I mean the algorithm is is very different. Um so people would just see it from that too. Um yeah. Somebody would just call me and be like, yo, I see your shirt on ESPN. I'm like, what? Um, or I mean I've sent it to some stars, but not not enough in general. So I'm I'm trying to go into that levels now too, because I've seen like it make 100K, right? I've mm-hmm. seen I've seen that, but I've also seen it make less than that after, and I'm like, why? Is because of I'm stretched, you know? When you don't have a team and you're trying to do these multiple things, sometimes you're not able to focus 100 percent on a brand, so it can go down. Right. Um, so right now I'm working on some new designs. I actually just released a new sh- shirt. Um, I'm wearing it. Uh, God loves me, in spite of. Um, so it it, it kind of is off the. He loves me, he loves me not. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's God loves me. God loves me in spite of. And yeah, I'm getting ready to release a a bunch of new apparel. Um, So even that process is like, I don't just like to do random stuff. I don't. Okay, let me just put God on a shirt. No, like it has to like hit me. Um, And God has been dealing with me with like just love recently. Um, Not because it's Valentine's Day season either, (laughs) Um, but before like December, January. um, So some of the designs will kind of exemplify that. And I feel like um, the dopest part of the clothing is like like ministry that you don't expect walking on the plane or on the street. Oh, I love your shirt. or I love the message and stuff like that. You get into a conversation that you wouldn't have. Um, so that was one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why I try to say more on my shirts than just have like a cool design. I like the conversation.
0: We were back in the day when they had like the Got Jesus shirts. Got Jesus,
1: Got milk. milk. Like I just, yeah, <laughs> there's ways to like make a, I guess, a, your version of it. They mm-hmm. just don't do it well.
0: Right. Um, But
1: now it's like it's interesting now to see there's a there's a there's hundreds, thousands of Christian brands now. Um, So there's real competition, even with social media like Instagram change. So I've had a lot of Instagram success before, you know, the change of algorithm and I hate it. So I've seen it like just growing, growing and then kind of like stop. Mm-hmm. So it forces you to get into that. Like, OK, I have to market this way. I have to give this person a shirt or I have to spend Facebook dollars. Like I've spent so much Facebook dollars and posts and stuff like that. But now there's competition now. So for me, not not to say that I could let it go, but I feel happier about what what's happening. I feel like I'm a part of the change and it's, it's dope to be a part of the change for Christian clothing. Um, even some people don't choose to do like a message. They just, you know, like fair God. Right. Uh, Jerry Lorenzo, he's a, uh, he's a Christian. His stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. So even me is just like seeing that, that kind of stuff is like, all right, I'm gonna go to fashion. (laughs) I'm I'm going to, I'm going to go to fashion. Um, school and learn some more like I want to learn more I want to be better at it now that there's competition um and not that we're competing about who has the best God right. message but now it's just like a, it's it's a good competition just to uh get get the skills up honestly get the skills up get your quality up um and get the the, the designs up honestly. absolutely yeah.
0: and also you have an event space yes I have an right. event
1: space the event space now uh is two Two years in, in April. Mm-hmm. It's called Legendary Republic. Um, it's actually not my first space. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a photography studio um, four years before. I'm bad with like
0: dates year, and, days and stuff like
1: that. I just, <laughs> again, I, I start so many so many things at different times. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I was sharing my photography studio with um, two other photographers and um, it wasn't big enough. I couldn't do anything in there. Um, So I was like, I want an event space. Sometimes it's so hard to find a venue that you can afford to do stuff that you want to do. So part of the reason was like, okay, I can have my production in here. I can have my show in there um, and also can rent it out. I had little knowledge of the event space. I didn't know I would be booking three, four baby showers a month. I never man, knew man. so many babies were born until I had an event. Space. And
0: further, baby showers are like an uppity thing oh, now. No, 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 it, it's not no, like no, just no, at no, your, your grandmama's house.
1: No, it's it's an it's event. It's an event. It's a, it's definitely it's definitely a party now. Like um so yeah I've experienced like the real ratchet baby showers <laughs> um in my space. Like a hundred and 75 people 200 people drinking honey.
0: yes they're co-ed and there might be alcohol served the yeah, whole yeah, night yeah yeah yeah
1: alcohol is like a must <laughs> at a baby shower so I didn't know that was what baby showers were cause you know I would go to the baby showers at 3 o'clock you know cause you're they, a church they, boy they, they do the little pins and stuff like that <laughs> on the, the clothes if you say baby nah they're not even playing games <laughs> DJ's full DJ full out And it's an event People are dressed to the T um, I just wonder how the baby feels I mean, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm confused The first The first The first year um, Baby um, The birthdays First year birthday mm-hmm. Same thing It's similar It's a little cut down At least they'll have more like They might have like animals They might the have some like Kid centric things yeah, At the first birthday But they still have Henny too <laughs> Henny's a must <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty much a must. But I didn't know that um, baby showers could pay my rent. Yes. So I love baby showers. <laughs> You're <laughs> no all about what, it. You know, how, how y'all want to do it, that's on y'all. But um, yeah, so we have, we rented out to, uh, I have a business partner in the space, uh, David Walker. Um, we we rent it out to pretty much whoever wants to do something in there. Um, and it's also getting too small. Really? Yeah. Like my show is cool there. It's good there, but I still love it in like a big theater with like raked seats and everybody can see it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I've still taken my show outside of the the space, even though I have a space that sounds crazy, right? I'm all about the experience. And I feel like if I can make it better for somebody and it's not costing me too much and, you know, I can't lose or I won't lose too much, then I, I potentially might do it.
0: Right. So, you know, when you look at people who are at the top of their game, the the Jay Z's, the Diddy's, the people like that, Mm -hmm. they're multi hyphenates, right? They are, they might be into fashion, music, film, Mm -hmm. startup, VC, and we all praise that. But when you're still building your empire and you're focused on a bunch of different things, people see it as like you're all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, what do you say to the folks who are like, why don't you just focus on one thing and build this? and then expand?
1: I would tell them they're right. I'm crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crazy. It's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. If I could focus on one thing, I would. Mm -hmm. But trust me, I'm never bored. Oh, I'm sure you're not. I'm never bored. So if I'm not in the mood to laugh or to do this, I can work on something else. I could be in different moods, and I think that's not for everybody. This is how God made me. Um, I... I struggle more than probably probably somebody doing one company because mm-hmm. they got 100 percent into that company. But when my joints pop. Right. It's, it's going to like hit all like so. And they connect. So it's not just random. It's not like I have I I do Churchill laugh and I do street cleaning or something. Right. You know, so the clothing line, I sell the clothing at the show. I have shows at my venue. So those are three businesses that work all together on one day
0: it's brand integration they're all
1: interconnected design i design the stuff I i i edit the stuff so that background for my freelance design or my freelance um video work i know what i'm looking for so with that background even if i was just doing that just so that when i'm trying to tell somebody how to do it or how i want it done i can because i have the experience there um and I think that's I mean I started another business too, but we don't need to talk, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that.
0: I'll put it on you if you want to talk about it or uh, not. Well,
1: again, it's it's not too far off. I do like event decor, okay. rentals, and stuff like that. So I just got married. I got married in October. Congratulations. Um and I bought the stuff.
0: You bought, bought the, the stuff for your wedding. Yeah. You are so Jamaican. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I bought it, yeah. I mean, I knew again, I have an event space. Also, know the event decor business is a big business. And I did my wedding at a raw space. Mm -hmm. So I would have had to get the stuff rented anyway. So it was like, all right, do I rent? Or do I buy some stuff? I, I definitely rented, um, but I I bought some stuff too. So um, that that business is developing. It's called Grand Lux Rentals. Um, can't check it out anywhere yet, but um, if you know me, you can hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, probably probably by the spring, summer will be full fledged. And I, I also got some partners in it. I'm that I'm not like, oh my God, God has given me this charity. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's not really that it's, it's, it's definitely like a, a financial venture, but it's also, I like to make things better. Right. I like to make events better. So again, and it's, it's still in my my one line of life, like what I want to do in life to make things better, to change the mediocre things. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: So in all of this, mm-hmm. tell me about a time when you had to be extraordinary on an ordinary day.
1: Um, to me, I, I have many days like that. Um, and I would say the reason is because I'm doing a lot on my own.
2: Mm mm-hmm.
1: um, for instance, if I'm doing a show and like I hire a videographer or I had an intern and they decide 30 minutes before or an hour before that they can't show up. That happens like not all the time, but I'm saying stuff like that happen often where somebody's late or something is delayed. Somebody can't make rehearsal. So I have to continually look at the bigger picture, continu- continually look past the right now into what can happen because people are fickle. I think my, my hardest challenge is people. Um, Mm -hmm. I love people. Um, I now know what all my supervisors and bosses went through with me. Um, So again, it might be a little calmer or whatever, but like it's the only part I don't understand is that, if some if you say you want to do something and you don't perform at your highest uh potential i think that's weird i think you're not doing yourself a, like justice because to say an actor i'm not asking the actor to come and sweep i'm asking right. you to act you said you want to do this so people just i don't i don't think they i don't think people people know themselves and when they don't know your know themselves in a company in a situation they they bring it down and they bring the whole picture down and they don't perform as they should. It's really good to know yourself.
0: For sure. And I think, too, know your motives. Right. Because... Often, I think people want the glory mm-hmm. of being a part of a moving train. So they see like this is this is popping. Mm-hmm. Like I want a piece of this without thinking about all the work that work. goes into it and the effort. And no matter how tired you are, and when people cancel and having to adjust and build out a contingency plan sometimes on the, on the fly. Like when they get into the the dark side of it, then it's like eh. I don't really know if this is for me. I thought
1: it was. I want like everybody, even the people that I, that work with me, like they need to experience like a, a professional environment. I wish they were like just like almost like boot camp, mm-hmm. like a TV network boot camp, because the stuff that I may put them through, it's like it's minimal. It's nothing. So dealing with people is like the hardest thing. You need a team to move forward, but you need the right the right team. And because of because I don't always have that, I challenge with all businesses. I challenge at any time that somebody can drop the ball.
0: For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And when it's your baby, guess who's picking that ball up? I'm picking it up.
1: (laughs) I'm picking it up. Like right now, even like the live show, I don't really I'm not really in it anymore. Mm -hmm. So the first shows I was in it, but I wanted the production to be at a certain level. So I started to kind of like be more behind the scenes and kind of run production that day and stuff like that until I have, you know, until I have the team. And again, I don't do this so I'm like, I'm the funniest person in the world. Like, you know, I'm not trying to be that Nick Cannon on stage. Like, that's not necessarily what I'm trying to to be. I just want to produce great content. Whether I'm in it, whether I'm not in it, it doesn't matter to me. It just has to be great.
0: Yeah. And speaking of content. You also are involved in a podcast.
1: Yes. So I have a podcast um, with uh, two people, Marcus Aaron and Tara Drinks, and it's called Second Service. And we talk about everything, um, but more so from a Christian perspective. Um, So we may talk politics. We might talk Cardi B. We might talk John Gray. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's we all have different perspectives. And even that journey has been. Pretty cool. Um, I don't know the, I guess, the, where it, like, the highest capacity of what it needs to be. But right now, it's definitely just fun. And it's good to have, like, dialogue and conversation. And people enjoy it. Um, People feel like we're being real about these, these subjects. So... Um, that's been going on um, we're on episode like 39.
0: Okay. And yeah. what podcast platforms are you on?
1: Uh We use SoundCloud and iTunes. Cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So you, you mentioned that you are recently married. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who is in the thick of this space of having multiple endeavors and creative pursuits and all this stuff. One of the reasons when people ask me, you know, how are you able to do all this? I say it's because I'm single. Like, you know, all of these things, it's like nobody, I don't have at the moment a a husband, Mm -hmm. right, who's waiting for me to come home. Did you feel like you have to make, you had to make adjustments when getting married uh, and balancing that and sewing into your wife and your Mm -hmm. relationship um, with everything else you have going on and all the passions that you have?
1: I think um adjustments are definite. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really control like that they will happen or not. They will definitely happen. But me being an entrepreneur is not new mm-hmm. to my wife. While we were dating, I was an entrepreneur. Um so she's seen me try to build throughout the relationship. So it's not new. It's not like somebody, oh, you were getting you had a nine to five and you were <laughs> right. coming home and now all of a sudden you're an entrepreneur. She this is my life. So if you want to be with me, like, you have to know this is part of being with me. Um, so, you know, before we got married, I made some, I guess, agreements um, where I asked her, like, how many times, like, how, how early does she expect me to be home mm-hmm. and how many times of, of the week? And she said, like, three. And I was like, OK, you're my wife because you totally understand right. where I'm going. So, um And I just wanted to find out her view on it to respect that, that sanction. Um, That was smart of you to have that conversation beforehand. And it wasn't like just like, oh, well, this is what it is. No, I asked her about it. You know, I wanted to know her thoughts. Um, So it's been it's been going good so far. Um, Yeah. I come home, you know, later. We probably eat a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Yeah, it's, it's been working out. And the cool part is, like, we haven't fully gotten into that. But, like, when I kind of tour with the clothing line or do vending and stuff like that, I don't got to pay her. <laughs> <laughs> you got free labor. <laughs> I don't got to pay her. I got free labor. She know what it is. Um, <laughs> but right now, like, she's not an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, trying to get her in that entrepreneurial kind of mode, um, that, that's will not, that won't be a challenge, but it'll be like a task, mm-hmm. you know? So hopefully I can get her to that level where it's just like, yo, let's, let's do this and get money. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah. Cause sometimes it's a little hard to motivate somebody. That's not like, this is not their path.
0: Yeah. It's percent. not their thing.
1: Um, so it's just like. Yeah, so it's been it's been cool so far.
0: It sounds like you're doing it right,
1: yeah, the right to, way. <laughs> trying to.
0: So, what is on the horizon? I'm just gonna say for the J. Will brand because it's so multifaceted.
1: Okay. Um. So I did I did one art exhibit. It's called Um All Hail,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's kind of like. Uh, a visual experience for about Jesus um or about the message about the Bible um we I did it last year around Easter going to do it again um and that will happen at legendary republic uh April 12th weekend April 12th is my birthday too okay um, but yeah um trying to figure out the the date for the next show in New York but that will be happening um we will be going on tour again this year just trying to lock down some spaces um for Church of laugh live, um, clothing coming out in March. Um, think about doing a fashion show. It might happen, might not. Um, and then I'm going to start putting out the live show content. Okay. Um, so it's kind of scary, but I've been trying to figure out what, like how do people want to consume? Cause right now we're in a state where people aren't really buying anything. Um, everything's on the internet. Everything is free. Um, Netflix, you know, or they're watching Netflix kind of thing. So I've thought about working on a streaming platform or I just don't know how many people will buy into it, especially without like a large investment where I can pay for so many shows or develop so many many things. So I honestly think and I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think the secret to making money on social media is limiting our content now. Really? Yeah.
0: Can you expound on that a little bit?
1: Say Christian comedians, we just stop and we put it all on a network.
0: Mm-hmm. You got to buy it. Valid point.
1: So I think that's what makes it hard now. Like in my brain, like all these other comedians are doing it for free or all these pages or just putting out this content for free. So how are we going to monetize off of it? So I feel like we got to starve it a bit.
0: And, you know, I appreciate you, you saying that because I'm just a person who doesn't mind paying for quality. If mm-hmm. It's something that I'm into. But also when you don't do that. What it becomes often is, you know, you become a spokesperson, mm-hmm. but it's like you're just hocking whatever people will give you a check to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're a Christian comedian, mm-hmm. but you're doing these promo spots mm-hmm. for Flat Tummy Tea or, or, or whatever, right? <laughs> I just I always get on Flat Tummy Tea, but you know, whatever, just to be able to bring that money in. Mm-hmm. And it, it for me, it just dilutes the brand a little mm-hmm. bit. And I mean, everybody endorses, celebrity endorses, but when it's like, okay, your page was this, and now every time I turn around,
1: you know, you're there's you're pushing,
0: like yeah, there's that. an ad and thing, and I'm like, get it. Get it how you need to get it. I'm not. I'm not telling people you, they you should
1: have to make some type of money. That's yeah, the, that's the hard part. It's like I haven't done ads like how I should mm-hmm. on Church of Life, and I'm sure you can see that. There's some that I have. I started to try it, you know, just to see how I would do. Um, people have benefited from. The audience and have built their brands off of promotion. It's definitely not something like every day you're going to see right. an ad and stuff like that. It will be more random. also a lot of people don't want to pay
2: mm-hmm.
1: for for what it is. And I didn't understand until I found out what some of these pages were charging for a post. Yes, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. I'm like, bruh. I'm not gonna charge that, no way, <laughs> so, but I may post some ads on their page too, like for some of my brands, so I there's some people just trying to make money off of it me i didn't I didn't do Church of Laugh to just make money. It wasn't just for that, it was to change christian um comedy mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I do feel like we can, you know, starve social media a little bit. And I think that would cause people to, you know, buy in more. Um, but I I haven't had this discussion with them, but, um, I've thought about it. But again, you have to have something to offer. I don't, I'm not going to hit up somebody if I don't have something to offer.
0: Right. I think the fear too, with starving your audience is like, People are afraid they're gonna lose relevance, like relevancy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not out there every day. I'm not constantly posting, someone's coming from my spot, mm. or people are gonna forget that I exist, which is also a legitimate concern given this like day and age where people have the attention spans of a like fruit fly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't post for a few days, they forget you exist. So I think there is some legitimacy to that.
1: Mm. I just feel like if you're good, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, I don't post every day on Church Live. Mm-hmm. And as a brand, like you would expect, oh, okay, yeah, like every day, three times a day at 10 o'clock whatever time it is. No, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. And not to say that I've become like cocky in the brand, but I've become confident that I can take two weeks off, three weeks off. I can take a month off and I'll come back and I'll post and people laugh. Yeah. If it's funny, it's funny. Like if it's it'll be funny later on, too. So I don't feel like once you've established what you have. Um, nobody can say, oh, it won't be relevant anymore. The only mm-hmm. thing you'll struggle with is if you write, like, content. Like, as I'm doing the live show content, so we have some skits that we we mention R. Kelly, like oh, music. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's just like, and I never noticed it. Not to say I'm like this huge R. Kelly fan and that's why I've written him into my skits. There's three skits <laughs> that I have that we always do or we've been doing for the last two to three years and it's just like, dad, can we say this?
0: Might not want to do those anymore we still do it
1: and it's great it's great because of what because of what is the part of it that's in it we might change one song Mm -hmm. um, for one of the skits we have but that's the problem with relevancy like if you don't put it out while it's hot, then it may become old. So right. we do like our skits is pop culture based, too. So in a skit, we might say about a week ago. Now it's late. You know what I'm saying? But two years ago, three years ago, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, but so that's that's what I would say the struggle is. But if you're funny, if your content is good, if your song is good, it I don't I don't believe it's just time sensitive unless you're you're dealing with something that is a time sensitive topic. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So where can people find you online? all your various endeavors.
1: Okay. Um, So Church of Laugh is Church of Laugh on every network, Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Church of Laugh Live is also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. On Twitter, it's C-O-L Live. Um, Kingdom Native is Kingdom Native on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And on Twitter, it's Kingdom underscore underscore Native. Mm -hmm. Uh, Couldn't find a name. And uh, my creative business is uh, CR3. A T I V E W I L L. That's creative will. Just with a three. And if you want to see, you know, my selfies or like <laughs> like pictures of me and my wife, uh, it's J Will underscore I am.
0: Well, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. This it's, it's been so great much. to talk to the person behind the thing that has been making me laugh for quite some time now. <laughs> I really appreciate it. it. brings a lot of levity. And just because it speaks to, you know, my experience and my upbringing, it really is amazing. And more nuanced than people, I think, give it credit for.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm glad you were able to come on.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a joy.
0: It has been an absolute pre- pleasure. And to our audience, if you don't even know about Church of Laugh, I don't know where you've been, but check it out online. Uh, please check out J. Will's other brands as well. And if you're a New Yorker, look for Legendary Republic. to beautiful oh, yeah, venue.
1: That, that that too. Legendary Republic. Check it out. It's so, it's so, so, so Sometimes I say to, I forget Mm -hmm. what I have going on. Because
0: you have so many things going on. There's a lot
1: going on, but, you know, thank God.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, thank God you made it here. Your parents tried to block block you, but you made it.
1: (laughs) Definitely made it.
0: (laughs) So, to our listeners, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, all that great stuff. And as always, remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by DeMarcus Adisa and music was provided by Tovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.